0: Well hello and welcome to the American Farmsteaders podcast. This is Jenny with the Gramstead Family Farm and this is Donna at Hazel Bell Farm and we are coming to you today to give y'all a quick little update on what's been going on on our farms but we're also mainly going to talk about um garden maintenance because that is what we are both swamped with right now <laughs> yeah <it's>
1: swamped with <laughs> that's true yeah maintenance um just keeping up with a regular
0: scheduling that is required to stay on top of things yes absolutely um but before we get into that um i want to let y'all know that we both of our farms are on facebook instagram and youtube um, so if you would, please check us out there. It is Hazelbell Farm and the Gramstead Family Farm. Yeah. Um, well, it, I'm Donna at Hazelbell Farm. Donna at Hazelbell Not Farm. Not all
1: my people want to be a part all the time. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes they do and sometimes they're like, no, that's your thing. Right. <laughs> so I hear you on that.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, check us out there. Um, we've got a lot of videos and content up if you want to learn a little bit more. Um, You can also email us. Um, We would love to hear from you. If you consider yourself a farmstead her, we would love to hear more about what you got going on on your farm. So that email address is AmericanFarmsteadHers with an H at gmail.com.
1: Yeah. And if, if, even if you don't think that you qualify as a farmstead her, (laughs) because you don't have a great big farm, um, and you have questions or topic ideas or whatever, send us a, a note and we'll be able to open
0: that up. Yes. Topic ideas would be amazing. So, um, What's been going on on your farm this week? What y'all been up to? Oh well,
1: um, so as the farmstead her that I am, I am the crux of keeping things together, the glue of the farm. <laughs> yes. And I've been working outside of the home for about the last week, and um, which is, you know, makes me really appreciate all of those women who do that on the regular basis. And I know you probably have like routines and and <laughs> ways to keep pulling all of your hair out <laughs> Right. To keep your life together. But I am, this is the first day that I did not go report to the office. And um, it, it, it sounds like I'm making a big deal out of it, as I'm saying it out loud. But, oh, my gosh, I don't have those routines in place. Yeah. And so things like dinner mm-hmm. or um, hosing out the stall where the lambs sleep, um, those things are just not happening. They were right. not happening. So I'm playing catch-up. And, um, I think I told you, I'm just going to live in the dirt for like a week. Yes. Um, I don't know. I might sleep a few days and then (laughs) live in the dirt for a week, (laughs) but, um, catching
0: up. Um, it's, it's hard to be away from the home and from the farm when you're not used to it, but when you finally do make it back, you're like, Oh yeah. So glad to be home.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was able to do, like, a quick walk through the garden in the mornings, like, with my coffee. Right. Before I had to hit short, like, the, like, first light kind of moment where, you know, I wasn't really doing a whole lot, but... Um, to see, like, oh, that, that bed is going to need to be weeded pretty soon with the rain we've gotten. Or, um, oh, my peanuts are coming up, which I'm
0: super <laughs> excited about. That
1: is so exciting. Yeah, it'll be Are deep. you going to
0: have to trellis those?
1: No, they're like a bush. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just totally stoked about those. Um, so, yeah, that, oh, so two of our dairy girls, we got set up this last weekend for artificial insemination. Perfect. So it's, um, it's to synchronize their heat cycles okay to come in when we want them to come in. And so um, they got a shot, which is just a hormone injection that helps them release their own hormones. It doesn't um, mess with meat or milk or anything like that. Right. And um, then they got like this... Um, device inserted vaginally that we I kind of have to keep an eye on one of them she keeps like trying to push it out so that's my big pharma thing going on right now like please don't do that I didn't know like (laughs) I was gonna have to do that (laughs) so my vet tech skills have been put to test lately Um, I'm glad I've got gloves (laughs) you know like the importance of having those things ready um, has really been brought to light Um, So anyways, that's super exciting. So in about two weeks, we'll be able to have them AI'd. Nice. And um, so hopefully they'll come in at the same time and the tech can come out and pay one fee for him coming to us. One trip fee. Yeah, one trip fee. And but you know, it's very likely that one will come in forty eight hours after the last shot and one will be like sixty hours or you
0: know. Right.
1: That's that would be my (laughs) (laughs) luck But if that's what happens, that's what happens. (laughs) Um and then so we're hoping that we will have babies what is it now, April. I think it puts us in for January babies. Nice. February. March, Yeah, it would put us for February babies. Okay. So our only cold month.
0: Which in Florida, I mean, you know, it'll be fine. It's not yeah. like we're up north.
1: No, I mean, we won't have snow and ice. Right. So I'm not too concerned if you're yeah. somewhere cold. And I know like a lot of people have a calving season. That doesn't really suit our farm. We like to stagger our calves anyways as far as having somebody in milk since we have more than one milk cow now Mm -hmm. and then raising beef. We don't want all the beef ready at the same time.
0: No, no, we don't want things happening all at the same time. That makes for a stressful life, which is actually my life this month. Is it (laughs) everything at the same time? Everything at the same time. Normally, um, when we send things out to the processor it's okay we have a couple cows we're gonna send Mm -hmm. and then maybe a few months later oh the pigs are ready Mm -hmm. and then in the spring and early summer oh it's chicken processing season Mm -hmm. and you know so it's never at the same time Mm -hmm. well this year we're doing butcher boxes to sell um, to people in the community and the butcher boxes will have beef pork and chicken and which means I have to have them ready all at the same time. We're doing the same thing. And, and like,
1: I'm, my head hasn't wrapped around the logistics yet completely. I think you're further than I am yeah, on Yeah, I'm that. just winging it. You're just winging it. I'm just winging it. But yeah, again, I'm behind you.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm winging it loosely. I mean, I do have a loose schedule, of mm-hmm. course, because you got to work around processing dates. Right. Um so we took <clears throat> two cows in um this past Monday. Um one of which was my favorite mm. cow mm-hmm. that we've had since he was little, but he was ready to go and he's been a great cow and um we're going to be getting his hide back. So I'm cool. super super excited. That's neat to work on that. Yeah. So those two guys are gone um and Uh, This week, it's all about trying to load pigs into the trailer, trying to get them used to the trailer, (laughs) Um, which these two particular pigs we tried to load up several months ago and could never get them to go in. So we've got a different trailer, a different ramp set up, and um, we are just feeding them in the trailer until Monday which is the day that they go. So, um, so that would be less stress for them. Yes, less stress for <laughs> them um, because they basically have a whole week mm-hmm. to decide that they want to go into the trailer and eat mm-hmm. their breakfast. <laughs> so, um, so far we're on day two and they have not gone in the trailer. How's that going for you, Jenny? <laughs> it's not going well. <laughs> oh. That's not true. It's new. It's too new to decide. We're only on day two, um, being hopeful that they get into the trailer because um, if they don't, we're going to have to go to plan B. So um, after the pigs, we have about 45, maybe 46 chickens that we'll process here on site for the butcher boxes. Mm -hmm. Um, By the time we process the chickens, it'll be time to pick up the beef and the pork.
1: It is all at the same time.
0: It is literally <laughs> all at the same time. Wow. So, hopefully, everything comes in when it's supposed to. Hopefully, we get back what we anticipate getting back, and um, we can get the boxes packed up and sent out to. I mean, th- this meat is going to multiple different families, cool. so that's super exciting. Yeah. That, we're able to help provide food to so many different families. Yeah. So. That's awesome. Super cool. That is cool. Yeah. So that's my wife. Other than garden maintenance. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Garden maintenance. Um, yeah. Let's talk about that. We can get onto that. Um, garden maintenance is like... So here where we are in Northeast Florida, garden gardening happens like year round pretty much. I mean, yes. we have seasons where it's crazier and seasons where it's yeah. not. But we're always growing something for the most part
0: pretty much yeah
1: yeah even if we're covering it for the little bit of cold that we get or the <laughs> blazing sun that we get um we're we're able to grow something year round but in this season right now it's our crazy busy season it's, it is it's early april and um we have plant starts in the ground we're still putting seeds in the ground we're succession sowing It's been raining more than we normally get for this Mm. time of year. More than normal, and my peppers that are in the garden right now don't appreciate it. My basil is not Mm. looking real happy. One of they just look a little wilty. Yeah. Um, I hope I didn't spot a little tiny bacterial wilt on one. Already, because it's April. (laughs) Right. How can that be?
0: Right. Well, and that's what we've Mm -hmm. been struggling with. So I've really had to stay on top of um, spraying because I have those like 18 or so tomato plants that have early blight, but they look so much better. Oh, good. They've been sprayed twice now with fertilome Triple Action, Mm -hmm. Um, and that really seems to be helping a lot. Mm -hmm. I also side-dressed them with compost and sprayed them with Epsom salts. So that boosted. Yes. Yeah. So the immune systems. <laughs> yes. They look much better. So I think we're on the right track with that. Good.
1: Yeah. So we're talking specifics a little bit today about um, like what, what we do in those circumstances. So, like Jenny's talking about her tomatoes with early blight. Yep. One of the things that you can do for that, and I didn't think about this when you told me last week, but um, you can crush an aspirin like a regular low-dose aspirin. Okay. And, oh my goodness. I See, I said, we're coming with specifics. We're going to be ready. <laughs> no, <not. laughs> okay, I want to say it was like two aspirins to a gallon of water, um, a drop of soap, and that really just, I think, emulsifies. Yeah. Um, a little bit of oil helps keep, the soap keeps the oil and water from mm-hmm. separating. Um, the oil helps it stick to the plant. But the aspirin, the salicylic acid and the aspirin, helps the tomato plant um it okay so it mimics whatever it is in the plant to help it fight off the blight okay does that make
0: sense i think i've heard of this aspirin thing before yeah
1: but yeah i've done that i've done like diluted peroxide oh i've done sometimes it's like i'm gonna lose all my tomatoes or i'm gonna throw everything at them
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, and right. so it's like I'll do the acid
1: one or the aspirin one day. I'll do the peroxide two days later. I'll fertilize them in a couple of days to help boost them. And yes. um, and I don't ever know like what it is that worked for that condition. Right. But having like a culmination of knowledge of these things to try has been helpful.
0: Yeah, yeah, and 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 sometimes you do feel like you want to throw everything at them because you yeah. know. That there's so many tomatoes that are possible there. <laughs> yeah,
1: I will. I will look up that exact recipe okay. and um, and I'll come back with that, or we'll post it somewhere. Um, I'll, you know what? I'll post it on our Facebook page on the American Farmsteaders Facebook page. Yeah. Um, so give me a little time to get that done, but in a day or so I should be able to post it up there. Yeah. Cool. That cool. would be helpful. Cause, Cause yeah. I know I have it written down one of my journals.
0: Well, and it's also nice to know of different things that you can do that you might have on hand, like yeah. peroxide or aspirin, or, you know, if yeah. you don't have to go run to the big box store to buy something or make right. the lovely Amazon people deliver it. <laughs>
1: Well, Um, I can't promise they're not going to come to my house anyways, but,
0: (laughs) but yes, you're right. (laughs) Um, so I, last night ran across a, um, a Chinese proverb, um, that says that the best fertilizer is the gardener's shadow. Mm. And I've also heard it put a different way that the garden's best friend is the gardener's shadow. I think there's different variations of it, but um, I thought that was super fitting being that we're talking about maintenance because um, really, you know, if you want a nice productive garden, if you're just simply in your garden, yeah, you know, you're in there to, to notice things and to find things that need to be done and right. um, to really just tend to it because that's ultimately what it takes. Yeah. Yeah. I say, I like
1: to say that, um, you know, you, you want to be a gardener, well then, you need to be in the garden. You need to be in the garden.
0: That's right. You know, I
1: have so many friends and family, you know, people who ask or think that, oh, God, it must be so nice to have such a green thumb. And I'm looking at my thumbs going, uh-uh. Right. <laughs> They're not green thumbs, no. I mean, I kill stuff. I lose stuff. Absolutely. Um, you know, sometimes it's just my sheer neglect, honestly, uh-huh. um, if we're being truthful. But, um, yeah, if, if I want to be a gardener, I have to be in the garden. And so some of that means, um, being consistent. Um, yeah. some of that means prioritizing my time.
0: Yes. Um, making the time. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. Cause there's nothing, <laughs> I'm not going to be aggravating here. <laughs> I'm not gonna be aggravated. <laughs> I, I was, I was, Jenny and I were talking before we started recording and I said, it's so aggravating to me to hear. And this comes from my lips also that I don't have the time. Like yeah. that's aggravating. I don't have the time. I don't want to hear myself say it. I don't want to hear my kids say it. And I don't want to hear my friends say it when they say things like, it must be so nice to have the time to spend in the garden. Right. You know, <laughs> I don't want to hear that because I prioritize my time to be in the garden.
0: Right. We've made a choice, Right. Um, you know, to have a garden as big as we do. And, and it, it just comes down to setting aside time. You know, I know that every single morning... After I feed all my animals, I'm going straight to the garden, Mm -hmm. and that's what I'm going to do every single day during the busy season when I need to be out there. Right. Um, So you've made it part of your routine. It is part of my routine, for sure. It's like brushing my teeth. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) I'm going to do it every single day. Yeah. Um, And sometimes even twice a day. Yeah. Um, Because... You know the reality of it is especially here in florida where it's already pretty hot mm-hmm. um, it's not that dry though we've had above average rain i would say yeah and it was like particularly muggy this morning it was really muggy it was really muggy last night yeah. after the sun went down it yeah. was super muggy it already, was weird yeah. yeah um but um all right i lost my train of thought there <laughs>
1: Well, oh, so if a you routine.
0: Had, yeah, making a routine, like, you know, it, if I know that I've just put this morning, for instance, I just put in two rows of black beans, mm-hmm. I watered them after I put them in, but I know now that I've sown those seeds that I might need to go out there twice a day to water those. Right. You know, so that's going to be in the evening as the sun, the golden hour, that's mm-hmm. a beautiful time to be in the garden. It's my favorite. <laughs> it is my favorite to be anywhere outside on my farm. Yes. Yes, that is a wonderful time to be out there. So, um, you know, just know and make that a priority. If you're, if you're trying to grow something, set aside a certain time every day where you know that you can be out there.
1: And I'm not saying like, you know, so prioritize, prioritize the garden over your job. I mean, (laughs) obviously that's, that would be silly. Um, but you know, you do have time at home of, your own free time, you know, you do have a little time in the morning or a little time in the evening, or maybe you, maybe you don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm not going to pretend to be in everybody's shoes. Maybe you have twice a week where you can like Thursday night and Sunday sometime. Right. That means you're going to need to put more hours in on those days. Yeah. If you can't do it every day.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and then maybe put a system in place where your plants are still going to get water, every Mm -hmm. single day, but it not require a bunch of time from yourself. So like, you know, drip irrigation or sprinklers,
1: right? You can use an automated timer, that kind of thing. Um, I've done that where I just, I, I, there's all kinds of different kinds you can get, but there's a very cheap one that I've used. I, don't I think the last one we had broke but we had it for years yeah um where you have to turn it on right and then it kind of like ticks down for and so you set it for 15 minutes 30 minutes whatever right. and so I'd set it for an hour it would water the garden for an hour and when it was done it was done Yeah. I didn't have to be there to go out there and remember to turn it off. That was the problem I had. Yeah. (laughs) Leaving the sprinkler
0: on. I am the worst about leaving hoses and water running. Yeah. It's so, so bad. Yeah. Um, I feel awful when I do it too because when I do it, I do it for like 12 hours. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But but
1: you could like get the kind that you program the time in and it it comes on for 20 minutes in the morning between these times and 20 minutes in the evening between these times. Yes. And you're good
0: yeah so stuff like that i think is really great for you know when you're super busy and you can't you don't have you know the 20 or 30 minutes to really go out there and walk the garden and do it yourself um but i don't think it should be used as a substitute for this is how it's going to be done every day right because you know it just comes down to when you're in the garden you're just going to be able to tend to it you're going to see stuff that needs to be done right um you're going to see the bugs that need to be picked off exactly before they get out of control. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, I would encourage everybody to at least try to find two or three days a week where you can really spend like a good amount of time out there. I agree. Yeah.
1: So I wanted to kind of touch on, there's different ways you can do that. Do you remember, um, years ago, and Jenny and I are both ex homeschool moms and, um, there was that fly lady who kind of like swept through the homeschool community. Do you yes. remember fly lady? And so yes. like fly lady, like you would put your email address in and it was all free. And she'd email you every day or every week or whatever with these, like these are the tasks you're going to do today to be a good keeper of your home. Right? Do you remember that? <laughs> yes, <I really laughs> and it would be like that. wash your front door. <laughs> the things that you never think of. But she would have like daily tasks, like wipe down your sink. Uh, You know, put on your shoes. Get in the right mental space of keeping your home. Right. Wipe down your sink every day. You know, scrub the toilet every day. Whatever it was. And then she had, like, weekly tasks and monthly tasks and quarterly tasks. So you can kind of, like, plug that into your garden where you Mm -hmm. have um, a day to fertilize. Yes. A day to um, side dress with compost. You know, this is the day I know I need to add dirt to my potato plants. Right. Um, once a week. Yeah. This is the day I need to go through and really look for disease or insects or weeds. weeds right. A weeding day. Whatever. A weeding day. Yes. Yeah. So you can break that up that way where you have like one thing a day. If you if you don't have the time for that, then I like the idea of breaking my garden up into zones where okay. I work on all of those things for just a section of the garden. Uh-oh. <laughs> We work on all of those things for just a section at a time. Right. So like I'm going to work on this quarter of the garden on Monday and the next quarter on Tuesday. And maybe Wednesday I'm too busy because I have to run to the feed mill. (laughs) Right. Thursday I'm going to work on the next quarter and Friday and so on. And then on the weekend I'm a little bit freer to really tackle a bigger project. um, When my husband's home to help me or my kids are home to help me or just something that takes more time. Yeah. Kind of thing. And so that's. That works for me. Yeah, that's a good idea. i never
0: thought about breaking it into zones like that. Yeah,
1: I mean, and I still walk through the whole garden. Yeah. um, Where I, you know, see that, okay, this needs to be taken care of right. Like, what's urgent right now? Am I about to lose all my tomatoes to early blight? I've got to get that stopped. Right. Right. Priority. Yeah, that's the top priority. And then work on this other zone where I'm going to pull weeds. I'm going to assess fertilizer needs. I'm going to mm-hmm. do all the things in that zone. Mm-hmm. Which,
0: Which maybe I'm I do kind of do that because i I for years, I ran drip, drip irrigation in my garden. garden, right. And that worked really well for a really long time. but, I switched back to hand watering because I realized that it kept me in the garden more. Yeah. And I would notice more things going on. But now when I'm hand watering, I'm able to assess all of those different things while I'm hand watering. So it's kind of like multitasking, you know. I'm hand watering my tomatoes and I'm going, oh, they could use a little compost. Or, oh, they need to be sprayed for blight. Um, You know, and or even if it's not that. I guarantee you, while you're hand-watering, you'll find a weed that you can pull. <laughs>
1: There's always stuff to do. <laughs> There's always stuff to do. So um,
0: I think that's the biggest thing. You just got to be out there.
1: I agree. You just have to be out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's why I think, you know, when I said it aggravates me when people say, it must be nice to have a green thumb. Well, people put these beautiful gardens in, and then they don't look at them again. Until right. next weekend. Well, it, by next weekend, squash bugs have taken out all their squash. Yes. <laughs> or mildew. Or, you know, bacterial yeah. wilt or something.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so, I think I think just being there, I agree, is, is the most important thing.
0: Yeah. Um, so, let's see here. So, so weeding. weeding. hmm um, one of my favorite garden, garden tools um and it's used for weeding is called a scuffle hoe or a stirrup hoe
1: mm-hmm.
0: i have heard it called something else too it is remember. yeah there is a there is a different name somewhere i don't remember i can't what remember what it, what it
1: was but it's also my favorite yes and so basically
0: it looks like a horse stirrup a metal horse stirrup on a long handle and you're you're able able to just kind of glide the bottom of that stirrup just under your soil um, and and it'll you know just take take out any small weeds weeds. it'll It'll cut cut them right off at the root Mm -hmm. Um, and you you can can do do a whole lot of weeding (laughs) with a scuffle (laughs) hoe versus hand pulling in just a little bit of time in just a little bit of time i mean you you can really zip through your garden if you're staying on top of it. If, if you're, you're staying, staying on top yeah. of it. It's good. It's mm-hmm. only good for small weeds. It's not going to do weeds that you have just, just let go crazy. Right. Uh, those you're going to have to get down on your hands and knees and pull those.
1: Although I'll say this. Um, I had Eric sharpen one for me because I've, I've had I have two. I might have three. I have two now that mm-hmm. I can just keep out there at the garden at opposite ends. of yeah. The garden. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. And um, he sharpened my older one. Okay, and I like it's been taking out crabgrass. It's it, it's been taken out a lot of stuff. I might need to sharpen mine. Yeah, it's, I've never sharpened it. Yeah, I never had either, I've never and I've had for a long time. Hey, is this possible? Can we sharpen this? And it's like, I got you. So, right. <laughs> Sweet. Sweet.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and another thing to keep in mind too, you know, if you're going to be using a tool like the scuffle hoe when you're putting your plants in seeding your carrots especially you mm-hmm. want to make sure that your scuffle hoe is going to fit in between your rows of carrots
1: <laughs> yeah I, I have that habit of like having to okay so I don't plant carrots and rows I told you that I just pretty much like throw the seeds out <laughs>
0: Whatever I only, happens happens I only do it for my scuffle hoe
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> so do you ever have to like turn it
0: like to get that angle Yep. and
1: yeah it doesn't really
0: work but I try <laughs> Um, so those are excellent for weeding but like donna said only if you're really staying on top of stuff yeah uh, it keeps your garden super clean in very little time so um, other things you can do for weeding that we've done in the past we've done, we've used torches oh yeah um that will take care of some stuff pretty quickly too but you just got to be careful not to burn your other plants right my poor neighbor, she took out like a bunch of bushes when she was torch weeding. No. <laughs> yes. Oh, no. That's horrible. Yeah, it was bad, and they have not come back yet, so. Um.
1: I like to use, if if I do have a place that has gotten overgrown, or like grass or dollar weed is my nemesis, um, I like to use that like three-fork hand tool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where yeah. it looks like a weapon almost. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that really gets like, you know, really gets in there and breaks up the ground to be able to get those
0: roots out. Right. It really probably grabs right behind the root. Yeah,
1: and do that when it's
0: the soil is wet or moist. You do that when it's wet. I do. Okay. Now I have found when you're using the scuffle hoe, if you do that when it's wet mm-hmm. and you don't actually remove the weeds, a lot of those will re root. Reroot, yeah. yeah. Um, so if you do the scuffle hoe when it's really hot and really dry out right, in like the middle Overhead of the day, sun, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is awful in Florida, um, but those weeds actually die.
1: They just die. Yeah. So you just leave them on the surface and yep. with the root and all and they, they shrivel up and die. Yep. Yeah.
0: Now, another thing, and this really isn't a maintenance thing for weeding, it's a how to get... Started if you have a bunch of weeds or if you have a bunch of grass, tarps. Mm -hmm. Tarps are my best friend in the garden. I mean, anytime I get a bed that just gets overrun with weeds or grass or it's a new area pull all your plants out of there and just cover it with a tarp Mm -hmm. for a good four or six weeks. Mm -hmm. You uncover it and it's like brand new. Right. You know. Right. And at that point you're just pulling out like the big dead ones. Right. um, Which come out super easy. So yeah. um, Tarps are a great way to get started. Yeah. You know. So if you think that you want to get a garden started go ahead and just try to pick out a good location and throw a tarp down Mm -hmm. and just don't even think about it for four more weeks.
1: Yeah, just put some weights on it, some some bricks or rocks or sandbags or whatever you want and leave it be.
0: Yep, and then that kind of gives you enough time to kind of get mentally prepared on what the next step is going to be. Yeah. But in the meantime, you're actually doing something to get started. Right, yeah, right.
1: Yeah, um, my favorite is cardboard. I've become the cardboard collecting queen. Yeah. And um, so I like to use cardboard to mulch. It does have to be reapplied. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, weeds nature takes over. <laughs> right. They're going to come back. Yeah. Um but yeah, that's a good way to you can just put that right on top of grass and and then compost. I think we've mentioned that before.
0: Yeah. Well, and then, I mean, the way that my brain works is if I did something like that in my yard and put out a big old tarp to make a new garden area in 4 to 6 weeks when I uncover it and I have a big dead spot in the middle of my yard, I'm going to have to do something with it. Right. You know, so if you do, <laughs> do that, it kind of forces you on to the next step. Yep, that's right. It does. <laughs> it does. And you can
1: even like put down your compost right on top of those weeds and then cover that over so that it, it breaks down further. It helps better prepare the bed so that when yeah. you pull that tarp off, you've got nothing but compost.
0: Yeah. I mean, it. it's a really great way to get started. Um, you know, it. It's a lot less work. It is a lot less work. It's,
1: I mean, it's, it just takes a little more time and forethought. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yep. Um. So bugs. Okay, bugs. Bugs. What kind of bugs are in your garden? What do you find most of? Um.
1: Okay. So right now, I don't have a lot of pests pesky pest bugs. I mean, I think I mentioned I'd seen some aphids. Right. Um, but it hasn't become a problem. Uh, I also saw ladybugs at the same time, so I guess they were taking care of that. Um, and I'm a firm believer in treating the garden as its own little ecosystem, you know, and and letting life thrive no matter what the life is for the most part. Right. Um, I, I let the spiders live even though I had a heart attack. <laughs> today. We had a monster spider. Um, I don't, and I don't even know where it went. So it's alive somewhere, but it was flipping huge. (laughs) It was the biggest spider I've ever seen in my life. And it scared me and I scared it. And we both scurried off in our opposite directions. And, but you know what, that spider is not going to eat anything that I don't want it to eat in my garden. It's right. You know, not vegetarian. Right. Um, so, but it's going to take care of whatever else might be in there
0: right he's there for a reason
1: yeah yeah
0: you know even ants
1: that's the number one question i get about like how do i get rid of because we have fire ants here right Um, and I even like, I just kind of leave them alone. I do the exact
0: same thing. You know, if I have a fire ant bed pop up in the garden, I've got one in one of my raised beds right now. Yeah. Um, and it has kale literally growing out Out of of the fire. I think they aerate the soil. Yeah. Yeah. The kale looks beautiful. Right. It's not suffering at all from the fire ants and they've been there for a while. But I do, I I agree. I really think they do something to the soil. They're there for a reason. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I'm okay with it as long as, you know, we don't have, like, ant allergies happening. I don't have small children helping me in the garden or anything like that. Right. Um, And as
0: long as they're not taking over, like, the whole garden.
1: Right. But here's the thing, like... Our blackberries are in full bloom right now. They're beautiful. Mm. I, in the morning, the dew and the little white flowers. And there's oh. it's, there's so many of them. There, it's just gorgeous. Nice. And um, when I look up close at, like, these little flowers, and they're in all different stages of, like, all the way up to, I have green berries now, to, from, like, flowers just getting ready to open, you know, and the, all of the in-betweens. And that there's ants all in those flowers. So they're pollinating the plants. Yes, like, they are. Um... I have had them become a problem on like some some pear trees for example where they actually did tear up the flowers and I have had a problem with them in my noodle beans in the past Mm -hmm. but what I learned was those were ants that I had aphids on the plants and the ants were actually farming the aphids okay and so that's a whole little science experiment (laughs) that you can kind (laughs) of let go and watch and learn and it's kind of neat but um, it, it may damage your plants to, yeah. to let it go at that point. But for the most part, I just let them be. Um, mm-hmm. I, I really, like I said, I really don't have too much in the way of pests right now.
0: Yeah.
1: I am looking forward, though, to pickle worms. Pickle worms. My nemesis. Yeah, tomato That's worms it. or tobacco worms uh, mm-hmm. or the tomato horn worm. Yeah. Um, all of those, the squash bugs are another uh, yes nemesis <laughs> that's
0: that's our main issue the yeah. squash bugs and the darn pickle worms
1: and i'm sure there there must be a purpose for them i i, I know but i, I don't have know to believe that but i don't know
0: what
1: <laughs> and they are eating my plants so they are not allowed to stay living there
0: <laughs> right and so um you know i I don't like to spray stuff if I if I don't really have to, but I'm almost kind of feeling like I want to do a preventative spray for pickle worms specifically.
1: Yeah. Well, we talked about this last week, was it, with the BT and, yeah. and the injection. I'm I'm totally doing it this year.
0: Yeah. Totally. Right. Injecting the BT into the stem yeah. of, like, the squash plant where, like, the vine borer would
1: live. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, so um, BT is a product that both of us use. Mm-hmm. Um, I use the Safer brand, mm-hmm. and actually, Safer has a lot of good products. Yeah, um, they I've do. used several different things from them. So, we'll put a link um, in the description mm-hmm. um, to the BT. And um, I know that I've mentioned the Fertilome Triple Action. Is that an antifungal? Is the triple action, and I'm only using that to treat my blight because it's what I had, and right. I didn't want to have to buy anything else. Right. The triple action is an insecticide, a fungicide, and a... It starts with an M. Mid- I don't know. Midicide, I want to say. Oh, for mites. I don't know if okay. that's the correct word. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. <laughs> um, ideally i really would have wanted to use just the fungicide on the blight but it's what i had it was a brand new bottle it wasn't even opened and i really just couldn't justify going out and buying something else right when i had that so um but i don't really like to spray you know the insecticide part of it because i don't really want to be killing any good bugs right you know because good bugs just like the ants they're often there for a reason yeah um, yeah,
1: you can't freak out about the, the honeybees and your flowers. or no. you, know, like you I think, And I think most people who are getting into gardening yeah. acknowledge that. And, yeah. you know, even if they're yeah. like, oh, I'm, I'm training myself to not freak out when I, a bee comes around. You know, like the bees don't care about you. They're not there to see you. They're there for the flowers. Yeah. But um, a wasp is a different story. People see a wasp fly by their head and they panic. <laughs>
0: right which I mean but the wasps are allowed to live in my garden too absolutely because there's the parasitic wasp, yeah which actually lays their eggs I think on the tomato hornworm yes yes and then that hornworm won't live and reproduce right
1: it's like a host for for the wasp yeah
0: right yeah so yeah, we don't we don't need to kill any of those things, mm-hmm. and you know a lot of those things show up in our garden because there's a food source. Even those nasty like
1: mahogany wasps, like their sting hurts. Mm-hmm. It hurts really badly, um, and there are certain places I won't let them build nests around my garden. Like I've got those raised bed boxes with right. the lumber frame across the top. And I had a nest underneath they like one to go of those. Under those, and I didn't know. And I'm walking by, you know, just walking by and pulling weeds or watering or whatever I was doing, and it really ticked them off. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I got nailed right on the top of my foot because you know that's that was the closest thing. And right, man, my whole leg was on fire. It was horrible. But <laughs> those guys, they they eat all of those um, caterpillar type things um, in the garden, so. They're allowed to be nearby. They're not allowed to build nests under my boxes, though. Yeah, that's no, the only for thing. sure not. Um, <laughs> birds are another thing. There are a lot of birds that, um, and for a long time, I would catch birds picking out seeds out of my garden, and I would put my boys on bird patrol,
0: right, <laughs> with pellet guns. <laughs> and then I learned
1: that if you, um, you know, if you put some seeds somewhere else when you're sowing those seeds, that they're into like corn. Yeah. Um, Or like dried bean, like black beans and that kind of thing. They would come after. But if you put some somewhere else, they'll go over there and they'll leave your garden alone. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. It's like planting a trap crop. Right. Exactly. Every year, I kind of end up with an accidental trap crop. Yeah. You know, something that gets like really bad with bugs. And I'm like, you know what? It's in the middle of my garden. It's okay. I'm just going to leave it because the bugs are happy
1: there. Right. Um, and you're getting fruit from somewhere else.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's okay. Yeah. It's not a bad thing.
1: Yeah. I since have learned that. So, like, put put the seed, whatever it is they want, somewhere else. And maybe yeah. it's not, like, my purchase seed. Maybe I'm going to put bird feeders somewhere outside of the garden. But to have water nearby, because if they're coming after your fruits, um, they're looking for water. And I thought that... Is a bunch of hocus pocus malarkey. Right. <laughs> like I've seen them eating my tomatoes, you know, <laughs> or my plums or whatever. Um, but I did put a bird bath in my garden, and for a long time I was against it because I thought that would encourage them to come in. And it did. It did encourage them to come in, but they didn't come in to eat the fruits. They came in to eat the caterpillars. Okay. So, um, yeah, they're allowed to be out even if they poop on a tomato every now and then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're allowed to be there now. Right. So um, so let's see here. What about neem oil? We haven't really talked yeah. about neem oil. That's a good um, thing to kind of get um, in your garden on a regular basis. Um, yeah. It's a preventative for pests mm-hmm. and fungus. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's kind of like that triple action thing. And it's all natural, organic, yep. all of that certified to
1: use in a certified organic garden. Um, so, for practicality, what I like to do is fill my two-gallon sprayer with water. Mm-hmm. I don't have any exact measurements here. Right. <laughs> a, a splash of neem oil, um, a splash of... I use those safer brands, so the BT. Yeah. I use a spinosad okay. for um, insects. Um, I might throw some Epsom salt
0: in there. Right.
1: A drop of soap. Uh, I like to use the Dr. Bronner's soap, the lavender scented. When lavender is when, or um, I'm sorry, not lavender, peppermint is when that is supposed to keep bugs away. Um, What else might I put in there? I put it all in one sprayer. Oh, copper fungicide. Okay. I might not do all of that if I had like that triple action because I think that's what that is. Yeah. Um, So all of these things that we're talking about come in concentrates. And so, I I put them in a two-gallon sprayer and shake it up and spray the whole garden. Right. And everybody's happy. Right. (laughs) Cover everything.
0: And I think it's important to note here, when you're spraying your garden especially in florida if you if you have a full sun garden in florida it you really need to be spraying in the evening mm-hmm. um some of these things will burn your plants out in the sun yeah um, that
1: neem oil is it, it's oil so think like if you're putting baby oil on your body and laying exactly. out in the sun like a stupid 16 year old 25 right. years ago that we may or may not
0: have done <laughs>
1: right on the roof while we
0: while we sprayed peroxide in our hair yeah we were stupid <laughs> <laughs> um
1: do you remember sun in? <laughs> yes, I remember sun in. <laughs> um, yeah, neem oil acts like that on a plant, and so you want to make sure you do that in the evening. But And also, like, the honeybees are going to be the put, honey put to bee bed. Bees, yes. Your good pollinators are going to be put to bed. Right.
0: So, in other words, you don't want to, you know, if you spray in the morning, then the honeybees are going to come around after you've sprayed and try to get into those plants. And they're... Uh, essentially going to get into the neem oil, which right. can actually hurt them. Yeah. So if you spray in the evening, you don't have to worry about that um, because they're not going to mess with the plants until the next day. So, Right. I think that's super important. So that's something that else that you'll need to schedule for an evening. Yeah. Once a week, really.
1: So what are all the things that you schedule into your gardening?
0: I schedule the weeding, mm-hmm. the spraying, mm-hmm. and the watering. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then harvest is a completely different. It is. You know, once, once everything starts to come in, then you really have to almost schedule your harvest too, because yeah, if you're leaving. Even if it's you're, just
1: 15 minutes a day.
0: Right. Exactly. I mean, you, you know, cause if you're leaving your beans out there too long, they're going to be tough and gross, you know, the okra, it's going to get woody, right? The tomatoes you know? are going to rot. Right. Yeah. So that's yeah. something that you eventually have to put kind of on the books as well. I hate wasted food. I know. And like
1: when that happens, because life happens. So it does right. happen, you know. The the tomatoes all decided to ripen on the two days that I could not be there. Right. <laughs> you know, so... Those kinds of moments I probably could have prevented by going, oh, I'm not going to be there on those two days. Maybe. I don't know. Emergencies mm-hmm. come up. Mm-hmm. Life happens. Right. But um, if you can plan around that during your harvest season, yeah. uh, that would be best. But yeah, okras, when it's time to pick okra. Like, it's time. It's, you're you picking up every it. day.
0: Don't wait 30 minutes. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're right. I it's mean, true. <laughs> that is
1: no exaggeration at all.
0: No, it's so true. And so another thing I try to schedule is doing some kind of like foliar spray. Yeah. So like a fish emulsion spray um, or a compost tea spray, Mm -hmm. um, you know, something like that once a week.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, So fertilizer, we talked about side dressing. Yeah. Um, Shade cloth. And trellising are not going to be things that you need to schedule into your every day or even every week. But you kind of need to look at that as a seasonal thing that may be necessary for your garden. Or like um, uh, insect netting would uh, fall in that same category. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, I try to do insect netting over like my squashes and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Squash and zucchini um when they're young Mm -hmm. i try to keep those covered they Mm -hmm. mine are not covered right now that's why i say try but my seeds literally like just germinated like a week ago so i've got a little bit of time but if you can get just some inexpensive insect netting off Mm -hmm. of amazon Mm -hmm. um to throw over your stuff it'll really help keep all of those vine borers off of your plants.
1: Yeah. I'll say though, treat the plants first, treat the bed first, treat because bed first. if you don't, then you're trapping those insects in, in, in the, inside the netting. Right. 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 <laughs> right. Yeah. So like I, that happened to me once. And so just from experience, right. don't, don't be an <laughs> idiot. <laughs> <laughs> treat the plants, then cover them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> then cover them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, insect netting is super helpful. Shade cloth is really helpful. Yeah. Um, I did a lot of that in our winter garden with my broccoli and cabbage, and um, that was the deal for the broccoli and cabbage in the Florida sun. Good, so, very good. Yep. Yeah. And, but, okay, so I've got a bunch of plants on my porch right now. Mm-hmm. Um, peppers, tomatoes, cucumbers, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I've got the same stuff in my garden, pepper, mm-hmm. tomato, cucumbers. If you go and look at the plants in my garden, they're overwatered because we've gotten too much rain lately oh, yeah. and they just don't look as good as the stuff on my porch which is almost a hundred percent in the shade my peppers and the tomatoes that are on my porch right now are so incredibly green and they're bigger and why and they're in pots i usually kill stuff in pots right um, it's, so it's like the exact opposite. Like all my potted stuff looks way better than the stuff that's in the ground this year, which What's has never on? happened. So I'm guessing maybe shade. Yeah, but shade is this the, time of year? Shade is the one difference. I know. Shade is the one difference, but then water is the big difference right. too. Right. The stuff that's under my porch <clears> has not <throat> been getting hit by the rain and I've only been watering it like once a week. Okay. So it might be more water than shade. Right. But... I think I am gonna set up some shade for my cucumbers mm-hmm. this year, mm-hmm. so because that is one thing that I usually grow in the full sun, but and they do get wilty sometimes. They do. They get hot. Yeah, they get hot. So comes July comes. I'm gonna try. They're mostly done by then, aren't they? Cucumbers. I don't know. I don't know. It depends on how many pickle worms you got. <laughs> <It> depends <laughs> on the year,
1: <laughs> the season yeah um i talked about seed starting and succession sowing last week as part of my routine like that's something i schedule into my week right if i'm gonna have um if i if i want produce coming out every week then the same produce coming out every week then i need to be starting more seeds every week yes that's how i look at that um so i do that for a time and then the same will go for harvesting eventually um, oh, Captain Jacks is a pest control that I like. Yes, um, I think I used that a little bit last year. Too. I really, I think that there's a liquid one. Like you could even buy like it's already, um, it's already mixed diluted. In yeah, the mixed in the spray bottle. It's that's expensive what that way. Yeah. Um, and but some stores, that's the only one they carry for mm-hmm. whatever reason. But I know I've ordered from Amazon. There's a dry one, a powdered one, and it comes with like a shaker cap, and I have really liked that like a, a okay. dusting, it's like a dust, it's, it's like DE.
0: Speaking of dust, I totally <laughs> forgot about this and I have a half a bag of it. Last year was the first year that I ever tried that kaolin clay. Oh yeah, yes, I have some kaolin clay too. Yes, and so kaolin clay is kind of like, it covers all the bases. It um, helps keep keep bugs away, it helps keep fungus and bacteria away, it helps your plant retain moisture, and it seems to like shade the foliage from it the sun. Does. Yeah. It does. It does. It kind of stops the water evaporation, mm-hmm. and I literally like sprayed my whole entire garden with mm-hmm. it last year, multiple, multiple times, and it worked out really, really well. Um, it just looked like it was snowing all the time though. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So you mix it with water and then spray that and let which it dry. Is,
0: yeah. Which is really tricky. Like you got to mix it in a five gallon bucket first uh-huh. to make sure it's all dissolved. Right. I think I ruined like maybe three or four <laughs> sprayers last year. Just I did because too. Of Cause of it was like clumpy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you never get it cleaned out. Right. Um, so that's kind of the downfall of that, but um, I'll do that again, yeah. I had totally forgotten I about forgot, I forgot about that
1: too as we were preparing, completely forgot because last year was the first yeah. year I did it too. And I think maybe I did it because you did it and had success with it, right? Yeah, yep. yeah, it's exciting, yep, to find something new that works and is all natural,
0: yeah, it's all natural, it's literally just clay, right? So, right. um, it was a good addition to the arsenal, yeah.
1: <laughs> so, um Another thing that I have found to be difficult is um, keeping my tools in the right place. Oh my gosh! <laughs> like <laughs> I have to, I have to like really pet talk myself into like, okay, Donna, this this is what you're gonna do. Right. You're gonna have a place where you keep your tools, not out in the garden in the rain. Like they're gonna go in your shed, yeah, or on your back porch or wherever yeah. where they're you know not gonna be weathered on, and you're gonna use them, and then you're gonna put them back. Right. And then you're going to know where they are. Theoretically. (laughs) (laughs) All the time. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, um, like, to get myself all excited to do that, and and I'm a natural type A personality. Um, A lot of that has gone by the wayside in farming. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I have, like, uh, one of those bucket organizers, Okay, so it's like a, like a sleeve of sorts that yes. fits inside it of a inside five, five of gallon bucket. bucket. It has all the pockets on the outside, mm-hmm. so it lives in my shed. It has all my little nifty hand tools that I use like two out of ten, right? <laughs> it makes yeah. my fingers more than anything else. But like, it has a knife. It has string. It has tomato clips. Ooh, you could put zip ties in there. It has zip ties. (laughs) (laughs) It has all the things that I might need. My favorite farm tool. I know, one of them. (laughs) And then inside of the bucket, I have like a couple of bags of, um, you know, bone meal, blood meal, like those things that I might need to take out to the garden and put back in the shed.
0: Nice. So, so a one-stop garden organizer. Yeah, I need this in my life. It's cause fun. My stuff is everywhere. Like it
1: makes it fun yeah. to have that stuff in its place. Yeah, you know that it just it sings to my heart. Honestly, and, and,
0: and that's a huge time saver. I mean, right. I can't tell you how much time I spend walking around right you know back and forth to the barn back and forth to the house yeah. just looking for the, whatever the it spade, is that i need my
1: favorite spade i i can't yeah. function without that spade where's my spade and, i walked
0: around today for 20 minutes looking for a shovel and never found it
1: yeah so i, I mean. also have so like for the, the big tools like the longhand not right big tools but like the regular size shovel or whatever you know right um i have a flat shovel A What's the other shovel? The spade kind right. of shovel. The pointy um, one. The pointy one, right. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even want to know what I call screwdrivers. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the pointy one. Um, I have, like, all of the, my stirrup hoe. I have all of those. Yeah. They're lined up, like, leaned against the fence at the end of the garden. And maybe that's not the right place for them because the wooden handles are getting rained on. But yeah, they are where I need them, yeah. when I need them. And they're not all over my garden, in theory. Right. <laughs> because I mean there are times where I'm like oh crap I have have an appointment I have to go and drop what I'm doing right now and can't find the shovel tomorrow but um, yeah I I try I have a place for them now and so that's where they go that's where I know where to look for them and my boys know don't mess with those Right.
0: (laughs) those are mine those are
1: mama's shovels I'm not sharing them they got their own I'm about (laughs) to paint them That'd be a good, like paint of pink.
0: Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, Yeah. because, you know, well, I don't know. I don't feel like they would care. I had purple
1: tools one time, and I have no purple tools anymore.
0: Right, because our boys don't care. They really don't. They're like, eh, whatever. Right. (laughs) They're too manly.
1: They're too comfortable. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I guess, you know, what saves you time? We talked about, like, auto-watering if you have to. Yep. Insect netting is a time saver. Um, choosing easier varieties mm-hmm. right those things that are native to your area yeah um, that are
0: going to be more naturally pest resistant right? because it's native to your area
1: and acclimated to your space we yep. talked about saving seeds before for that reason um, and then mulch I feel like mulch is a time saver yes having mulch, mulch is
0: a time saver it
1: keeps your soil moist keeps mm-hmm. your plants watered and not drying out and mm-hmm. it keeps the weeds suppressed
0: yep Absolutely. Yeah, so... That's yeah. all I got. Yeah, so um, that's about it. I mean, hopefully um, we gave y'all some ideas, and uh, hopefully you feel uh, more encouraged um, to start a garden if you haven't started one already. Yeah. And if you have started one, uh, hopefully it just makes you kind of feel not so overwhelmed. Yeah. Hopefully just, we didn't overwhelm you.
1: No, <laughs> just be out there. Yes. Be out there. Find the time to be out there. You know, we talked about, like, Jenny talked about auto watering versus hand watering, and and I'm the same way. I always go back to hand watering. Go back to
0: hand watering, because, I mean, you can kind of multitask. You can weed while you water. Yeah,
1: but I also understand that I may not have the time to hand water because I have to go do this other thing today, and so I have a sprinkler that I can turn on (laughs) and leave it on. Because life
0: happens. Yeah. You know, um, and you can't stop that from happening, so. right. I also
1: know that I might have to deal with blight on my tomatoes at some point mm-hmm. because I overwatered for a week mm-hmm. Over overhead watered, I should say. Right. For a week. But, um, you know, it, the plants got watered is the yeah. point. So yeah. do what you have to do to make it happen. Be
0: out there. Be consistent. Uh, absolutely. Yep. Yep. So until next time. Yes. Thank you all for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.